Why is seminary so expensive? At Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, we are committed to the reform of theological education toward meeting the needs of churches across the globe. Men of God cannot serve their churches well if they are burdened with tens of thousands of dollars in student loans from seminary. At CBTS, you can receive a robust theological education for nearly four times less than other institutions. To find out more about how you can receive an accredited theological degree at a cost that you can afford, visit cbtseminary.org. Welcome to another episode of The Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We continue our series on the ordering of public worship and the worship of God uh, on the Lord's Day, specifically the elements of worship. And we come to our third episode in this specific series titled Salutation, Call to Worship, and the Prayer of Invocation. Uh, these three things that we've kind of lumped together in one title are essentially the beginning of some of how some churches begin their uh, worship service. So uh, I'll begin by asking Pastor Joe, um, does your church practice a formal salutation or a formal greeting at the beginning of your worship service? And if so, how is this done? Uh, I'm glad to answer that question. Uh, brother, uh, I wonder if I could just make a, a couple of comments to begin with regarding the order of service. I, I could have said this in our, our uh, last podcast, but I didn't. Uh, first, I just want to say there's nothing inspired about uh, the order of service at the Grace Reformed Baptist Church. We, we don't make any claim to perfection. We're not the standard of what every worship service should look like and we would never seek to impose our order of service on another local church. We're very happy with our order of service. We've, we've tweaked it from time to time, and I'm sure we will also be tweaking it in the future to improve it wherever we can. While we're, we're not claiming inspiration, nevertheless, uh, the order for our Sunday morning worship and also for our Sunday evening worship, we believe allows us to please God in including all of the elements of worship in a Sabbath day and in our worship, our public worship of God on the Sabbath day. So we do find an ordered structure helpful in doing all things decently in order. We try not to be a slave to it, but when the need arises, we can make alterations uh, to it. Um, as to your question, do we have a formal salutation? We do. We greet the people at the very beginning as a prelude to our formal worship. We welcome people who have come to public worship. We give a, we give a special welcoming benediction. We'll usually say something like grace and peace to all of you who truly worship our Lord Jesus Christ. And in doing that, we're, we're seeking at the very outset not only to pronounce and wish blessings upon the true people of God, but it gives us an opportunity to immediately indicate to any who might be worshiping with us that there's a difference between the way God blesses those who are in Christ 
and how those who are outside of Christ are not included in that blessing. So personally, I like the way we do that. Hmm. And uh, following that greeting, uh, we'll do uh, announcements, but we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a future uh, episode. Um, we do, in answer to the question, yes, we have a salutation or a greeting. And uh, I'll ask the same question now to Pastor Lee. Does your church uh, practice some type of a salutation or greeting or uh, some variation? And if not, how do you begin to um, call the church to worshiping God? How, how is this uh, practiced at uh, your church? Well, uh, I had never even considered a theology of uh, salutations until my, my brother Joe has uh, spoken of these things. So uh, maybe I need to go back and, and rethink. But typically, I mean, we do begin with a word of greeting, especially uh, for visitors. But then I most often will begin by saying something like, brethren, I trust we're now ready to draw near to God in public worship. And for our call to worship, I would ask you to turn in your Bible, please, to, and giving out a, a specific text. And then it's at that time, while people are turning in their Bible to those things, that uh, I will then cover whatever announcements, or my fellow elder will, you know, whichever of us is leading worship will cover the announcements. Uh, and then to say, now let's uh, come to the scriptures. And then we do use uh, a, a call to worship. So we don't have... Uh, a formal salutation apart from just that brief word of greeting, though, again, it deserves uh, certainly thought. But then, as I say, we use a call to worship that is some uh, scripture text or portion of God's word that's designed to direct our thoughts to, to what we're about. Uh, something that in itself perhaps is a call to worship, like you've got Psalm 95, come let us worship and bow down, etc. And Or truths that are set before us about God's greatness there. Or one that uh, I've often used is Psalm 103, where you've got the psalmist uh, as he begins, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. Well, it's interesting. The psalmist is there talking to himself. Soul, listen up. It's time to take yourself mm -hmm. by the nap of the neck, take yourself in hand, and you engage in worship. Uh, so we'll use a text like that, or Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and, and verse 3, uh, where we will uh, have the... Uh, uh, just quoting what Paul says about blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing and heavenly places in Christ. Uh, that setting the stage with a few comments, sometimes it's related to the sermon that's to be preached. Uh, the hymn will then usually be related to that call to worship. But one matter that, that my fellow elder and I have to consciously guard against is making the call to worship a sermon or sermonette. Okay. Uh, the aim is simply to engage in worship. Well, that shouldn't take long. And so uh, we have to remind ourselves, no, no, this is not a separate sermon here. So, Joe, I pass that back to you about the call to worship. Um, amen to what you've said. Um, I, I do believe that the uh, prayer of invocation, the call to worship, uh, it's the comes at the beginning of the service and it's very important. It's a vital part of worship because in some ways it sets the tone for the worship service. 
it says to the people of God, uh, we're in the presence of God. And we know that God is present uh, in corporate worship because uh, if it's a true assembly, because he promises that he'll be there. We want our people to know that he's there. And we want our people in some sense, please understand what I'm saying, to feel that he's there. We want to be like Jacob. And when he woke up and said, surely the Lord is in this place, hmm. whether they realized it when they were walking in the door or not, we want the, our people to realize that we're here for the business of worshiping the one true and living God. And it's so easy to forget that it's so easy to go through motions. And so our, our quote, uh, call to worship invocation tries to draw attention to the greatness of God, uh, the attributes of God, the glory of God, the wonderful privilege it is to know him and to come into his presence to worship him. We're, we're, we're not here to play games. We're not here to feel good. We're here to uh, serve and worship the one true God. Uh, and at the same time, the prayer of invocation means we are invoking that God to come and help us mm. because the work of worship is too much for people who cleave to the dust as the psalmist says. And as we all know how dull our hearts are, Lord, come and help us worship you. Very important part of the service. And uh, yes, we do practice it and do we do, uh, we do take it seriously. Yeah. So we've talked about the greeting uh, at the beginning of the worship service and we've began to talk about the call to worship. Actually, I think we've, we've covered well the call to worship, the text that stirs us up to worship or at least considering the worship of God and the privilege that we have. And we've now alluded to the prayer of invocation. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked about how prayer is an element of worship um, when the saints of God come together. So um, more pointedly now, I'll ask you brothers, what is the prayer of invocation? And what are some things to consider when offering this prayer to God on behalf of the people of God? Well, I would say that uh, it's it's vital, as uh, Pastor Joe has already said, we, we need God's help. Uh, worshiping God is no light matter. And uh, just like the psalmist in Psalm 103, taking himself in hand, or Psalm 104, Psalm 146, oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Uh, look, this is serious. Well, it's not just a matter of talking to ourselves. We need God's help. So it's right that we should come asking. And so we begin uh, with the prayer of invocation right after the text, the call to worship, uh, but before the, the singing of the first hymn, uh, and there's this conscious recognition that we are before God, that we're drawing near to him in Christ's name. There's a recognition uh, where two or three are gathered. Christ is very present. But as I say, it's also a prayer for, for God's help, for the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, not only to, to bless the preaching of the word and the worship service for our edification, but especially for his glory, even that he would enable us to draw near, to worship and to keep us from distractions and, and dullness, and, and that we would actually worship him uh, in, in a way that's pleasing to him. Uh, the Lord Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Well, do we really believe that? Then we are rightly, as his word abides in us, we ask what we will, and he gives that grace to worship. Now, if I might just quickly say as to some things to consider, well, like all corporate prayer, we're praying as the church's mouthpiece. And therefore, uh, it's important, I think, that we should not pray I, uh, but uh, we 
and yeah. us because we're leading the people of God to the throne of grace. We're simply their mouthpiece. I would also say of the prayer of invocation, at least from my perspective, it should be relatively brief because the aim is to help the gathered saints engage in worship, a mindfulness that we're coming before God. Well, you don't want to be distracted or put somebody to sleep uh, by taking too long to uh, make these requests known to God. So that would be my take on the prayer of invocation. But my brother Joe, what would you say? You, you know, brother, I think I, uh, I jumped ahead and answered this question before our brother Austin got to do it. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'll ever become a professional podcaster or not. I'm, I'm rather doubtful of that. But I, I don't think I could add anything to what I said uh, earlier about this, nor to what you said. Well, very good then. Uh, we've been talking about salutations, the call to worship, and the prayer of invocation, the beginning of the public worship of God. We do hope that these topics have been helpful to you as you consider them and how your church orders um, worship on the Lord's Day. And we hope that this can, whole series will help you to um, consider taking the worship of God seriously. The Lord is zealous for his own worship. Yes. Well, we continue to um, encourage you to send your questions to pastorsinbox at cbtseminary.org. And until next time, we wish you grace and peace.